swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for us, download us, subscribe us, review us, do all the good stuff. Go to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. And also head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. Where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. AMC, how you living? Been good. Um, just fresh off of hanging out with the family for a full weekend, getting some sleep, feeling refreshed. Last time, last time we were on the show, I was not getting any sleep because of Theo, but now I am good to go. Uh, watch some. As I mentioned in the pre-show, I watched some of that Spider-Man No Way Home. Finally, it is out Ooh. for rental and. Uh, we had Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse right around the corner. So all right, I had already done my research with WandaVision and how it will play into this movie, but I had to watch Spider-Man because I know that that also connected to this movie as well. So after watching Spider-Man, I kind of have my I'm, I'm I'm all set up for phase four A dub. <laughs> I'm ready to ready to get this going. I know about Shang-Chi. I know about everybody. Um oh, Shang-Chi. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all, all about the rings. Yeah. So um yeah, it was good. Um, already off to a good start. There's a lot that they set up there and a lot of possibilities that can come into play moving forward. Uh, I'm still curious to see who the, the big bad will eventually be, if there is a Thanos-like character coming down the line in Marvel. But as of right now, just enjoying the storylines that they have going on with the uh, primary heroes. Um, how about you, you, watch Lo- you watch Loki, right, didn't you? Yeah, I watched Loki. So I got a, got a taste of that, but I, I still don't know if that's going to be the the big thing because we we have a whole another I guess half season of Loki to see. So I we'll see how that plays out as well. Yes. Um, how about yourself, A Dub? How you been? Oh, man, it's just chilling, adjusting to the new job. At the same time, getting my game on. It's <laughs> I, I need to stop because I got to get serious about stuff. But it Can't just stop. keeps well, keeps me. Can't stop, won't stop, Diddy. Diddy taught me. But yeah, man, uh, laying on the couch, eating pizza, eating edibles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let's see, I watched both seasons of Ultraman, which was pretty was pretty fun. I mean, it falls into that same old anime archetypes kind of situation. It's just like, uh, you're that character. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Wait, so is this like the OG Ultraman or is this like new Ultraman? This new Ultraman. Yes. So I mean it picks up after the events of the original Ultraman. Okay. So yeah, you you get a whole new telling of the the, well, you get all new story, which is awesome. So I finished that. I just finished the second season of Pacific Rim. So 
that was cool just to get that extended bit of story mm. set up for the next situation because it's starting to the, the threads tying together and starting to get serious. Hopefully Netflix didn't pull the plug on Pacific Rim with their record-breaking one-day stock drop after announcing that they lost 200,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Uh... That was a big one. It ended up affecting all of the NASDAQ. <laughs> so what's Netflix solution? Take it out on the customer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they making sure people aren't sharing their passwords. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're gonna be apparently they're gonna be cracking down on the password sharing. They're they're pulling the plug on projects, especially in animation. I think they pulled the plug on all their animation projects. Yeah. I mean it's it's a, that's the thing. It's everybody's fighting for to produce content. And so like, and Netflix was like the king of it. It's like, we got movies, we got specials, we got, <laughs> we got foreign shit. Like, like Netflix is coming from every angle. Whereas like, you know, like WB or like, I guess we should say like HBO max, you kind of know what you, what they're working on. Cause it's, it's HBO. And, yeah. and then there's like that DC element too, on top of it. But yeah, other than that, like their licensing shit. Um, but like with Netflix, it's, you know, their goal is all original content. And it's also like original content for all these regions of the world. So they just like, they were just heavily reinvesting in their company. But I mean, this is also kind of like uh, coming out of the pandemic. I'm sure there are a lot of people who picked up like subscriptions. And so, yeah, yeah. we're starting to see those people probably fall off now. So, you know, doing my thing in that respect. Too. That's good. So you mentioned you've been you've been gaming, you've been playing. Of course, <laughs> you know you. Uh, as you said, you like to be focusing on some maybe some other more personal goals, but you, you still squeezed into that time the game. So, a dub, what have you been playing? I mean, when I squeeze, the the benefits are bountiful. So I've been putting a lot of hours <laughs> into stuff that I should really just be dedicating yeah. to to other things, but I can't help myself. Uh, played the hell. At a Gran Turismo, I think I'm on the final menu book at the cafe where I have to take on the, I think it's like the world tour. Mm. I believe it's five races, looks like seven laps each. So right now I'm just, you know, feeling it out and trying to build a car that's capable of at least serving as a base for what I'll need over the course of the five races. You know, switch up some tires here and there, change the muffler, change filter dial down the turbo a little bit change the aerodynamics just anything to squeeze out as much performance as i can at a certain at a certain point level the, the point level here is 800 i believe so i haven't i haven't made any cars in that range yet so you know it's a balancing act trying to you know get a, a good enough power to weight ratio but not so much that you can't even tap the gas without spinning out so yeah it Gran Turismo is a struggle, but hopefully I'll at least put down the cafe, which I, I would consider the the campaign in a way, and then I can at least put the game on the back burner unless I have that driving itch. Um, was also playing the one, the only, my, my continued run through Elden Ring. I took a little break for a few days, but then just picked it up. Every time I pick it up, I make some progress. Or in this case, the most progress I made was going back to earlier areas that I scoured top to bottom to the best of my ability, only to find out, oh, here's another cave. Oh, here's a shack. Oh, here's another pathway to a part of the map that you always wanted to get, but you can never figure it out. Oh, here's an Ever Jail with a tough enemy in it, and then you beat him, and you get a legendary summon. 
oh, here's this. Oh, here's a secret cave. Oh, here's this. <laughs> Dude, just everywhere I went, like it was a solid five hours of just finding shit that I should have found already. <laughs> I was just like, dang, man. All these, all these waypoint markers for all these sites of grace, all the things that I did in order to clear my, my own manual markers. And then I'm still backtracking in the game, finding new things, getting new equipment. And in, in that five hours, I think I found like four or five full sets of armor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, man, Fashion Souls, this is going to be on hit. Like I, I got my levels up quite a bit. I'm almost level 160. Uh, I finally reached a point where I can max out my my upgrades on my weapons so i have a a regular maxed out weapon a maxed out great great shield and i have a maxed out magic weapon and i'm just trying to think of what my next weapons are going to be but i also have the ability to purchase all of the necessary smithing stones that will allow me to upgrade my weapons to just below their maximum level so that freedom's available i've been looking for that for a long time Oh man, I'm I'm in an I hope I'm in an area of the map that's going to reveal the the final portion that I've yet to uncover. I'm very excited about that. It also leads to what people have regarded as the most difficult boss that FromSoft has ever created. So while I'm not looking forward to who who knows how many hours or attempts <laughs> it's gonna take me to take her down, but she will get taken down. I need that badge of honor that rite of passage for the FromSoft games i would also like to gain the skills that come from eventually figuring that out but most importantly got to get her weapon and her armor set so yeah she's gonna get beat like a motherfucker you plan and, on um you plan on planning elden ring or is that oh heavens no i just want to i just want to beat it and maintain my my promise of if i buy one of these games i'm beating Yes, yes. So yeah, last one was Sekiro. This is the this is the most recent game I've bought of this style, so it must be completed. And then who knows? Maybe I can go back, finish my my Dark Souls run. Maybe I can go back, finish my Bloodborne run. Maybe I can get the Demon Souls remake and just run through that since I already know pretty much all the important stuff in there. Oh yeah, played that. Also, finally fired up moving out. Played that with my brother before he went back down south. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it, it's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so awesome. Uh, it's it's user-friendly as much as, again, can be user-friendly in that space where it, it highlights the items. It lets you know if it's a one-person item or a two-person item. It lets you know if it's a, a small one-person item that you can run and jump through a window with or like throw across a pool. <laughs> oh yeah, so you, did, you, did, you did the pool. <laughs> yeah, did the pool. I had to figure out you got to jump and throw it if you want to get get enough range. Get those fragile objects in the in the in the box first. Get it in the truck. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and then yeah, that being able to toss like a couch together like is like so key. <laughs> like, that is that's like everything in the game because like that swinging. <laughs> yeah, moving moving that big equipment. 
is um and then like knowing how to move it to like how you like how you can like rotate and things like that so you can guide yeah. the couch is great but once you figure that out it's absolutely amazing and it it, it cuts down so much time like being able to toss shit it's so good <laughs> just throw it like oh the truck's full throw it on top yeah <laughs> oh that's like that's everything because that was uh marissa and i like that was uh there's so many times where we would have that shit stacked in the in the truck and then we'd be coming with the last like couple items which are always like which are like heavy items like a couch or like a fridge or some shit and we'd be like all right um we can't walk this in so we're gonna have to try to toss this thing on top of everything else and then once you start stacking it it's like oh i got all the room in the world (laughs) yes did you guys get into uh get into the the vhs tapes yeah, we we played a couple. We haven't gone back because we had unlocked a few, and we're like, oh yeah, we gotta like try these out. So we played a few. the uh, The one that we enjoy because now I'm trying to figure out the difference between that and like the arcades, arcade like things. But there was like, was there one like VHS tape where you like you have to run and there's like a boulder behind you? Uh we only played one. The only okay. one we got was um the the escape when you're taking the stuff off the airplane and throwing it in the truck. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Me and my brother were like, this is the shit. <laughs> yeah, that truck's like moving back and forth. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, excellent recommendation. Moving out is yeah. a top-notch game. Got it for six bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's uh, I think it's on sale on PS Plus, so hop on that. Yes, yes. So that's about all I got. All right, yeah. So, actually, very similar, very similar uh, weeks. A dub, just maybe the progress will be very different in in some of the games that we'll be discussing. So to set it up, um, oh, I forgot to ask you, what have you been playing? Yeah. So the first one that I will go off and go off with is the first game. Um, this would be the one that I beat, and that will be Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Got the classic um, under your belt. Yeah, got the classic down. That game is absolutely amazing. Definitely going down as one of the best games of all time. Completely oh, understand wow. all the uh, that the the high regard, the praise, and the positivity behind that game that I've been hearing all these years. And finally, get my hands on it. I, I definitely see it still holds up. One of the few games I will say that I actually feel like I got the, the most powerful I- item or weapon in the game without like having to look up like a guide. So that's that's um I'm not gonna say it's a first. I'm sure I've possibly have done it but definitely like something i haven't done recently as of late when it comes to like these big uh you know role-playing games this is a vania but role-playing elements within it and um yeah at, at the point where i so i got like the shield and the alucard shield and i had the shield rod which um the shield rod activated with any shield will give you like um an added bonus and with the uh alucard shield which is Alucard for all y'all that don't know is Dracula spelled backwards. Um, mm-hmm. Alucard is Dracula's son. Um, you combine those two, and I literally was able to just run through with the shield like a battering ram, and it's one shot kills on all the yeah, enemies. Yeah. And as I'm, <laughs> yeah, and as I'm killing them, I'm also getting health replenished. Of course. So yeah, so um, and it works just the same on boss battles. So like, I what I love, I mean. This is like sleeper, like goat MVP, whatever for the PS5, and that being the um, 
the auto recordings for every time you get a, a trophy. So you can like see like that last, like, you know, 15 seconds of gameplay that led up to getting the trophy. And so because of that, like I get to see like a lot of the boss battles cause they're tied to the trophies in that game. And I get to the final boss battle and it's literally like a five second battle because I just whip out that shield and, and just rammed him like two times. I think it took maybe three times. Yeah, and then yeah. the, that final boss is dead and I have that recording and it was absolutely amazing. So it was that fun. OP <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that OP. Um, so beat that and I had my options and I, so I was sitting there and it was triangle strategy was the one that was sitting there to play. It's the one that I've been waiting to play, but you know, I just heard so much about Elden Ring and I just, you know, I had to do it. I had to, I had to do it. So I um, bought Elden Ring, um, let that shit download, uh, hopped on it Ugh. last week. Um, only got about three hours in, and you know my hours of gaming are very scarce, and so I only got to play those three hours, which is basically the tutorial. I haven't played, you know, I've, I skipped Sekiro, so the last I guess Souls game I'd played was Bloodborne, so it had been a minute, and so I, I needed that refresher played through no, what like they've seven years yeah exactly and you know and this is like a soul style game so like uh yeah it, it'd been a minute uh so i hop in there um what what i like that they did well you had basically set up is that you know in this game they just kind of throw you out there you don't really know what's going on and it's up to you to figure it out so I, I thought like that this game was going to basically not hold any of my hand at all. Like it was going to be like, hopefully you played a Souls game because if not, <laughs> good luck. What I love about it though is that they do have a tutorial thing. Um, went through that. So I got to like actually get like um, a refresher on some of the combat. Also an introduction to a lot of the new things added as far as like stance breaking, things along those lines. Um, and then got a taste of, uh, my mage because that's literally what pulled me in was if this was going to be a you know a more sword and shield style of game even bow and arrow uh style of game i probably would have held off but knowing that the that there was a dedicated uh mage build within this game um i, I that's that's what kept me going and that's what pulled me in and so you know what i was like fuck that so i got i got a little taste of that as i played through the tutorial um and then Took a week off, came back, replayed the tutorial, as I told you in the pre-show. So I got the double refresher. And then I went out into the world and kind of learned about the game. And what I love is that like it it does help you out. Like it it does guide you along the, I guess, the critical path. Uh, as I walk up to like that, that uh that campsite, and I know it's like, oh, there's like a little glow and it's pointing in a certain direction. All right, well, I'm gonna just follow that. And then I realized, mm -hmm. like, okay, like they are kind of guiding me, which is kind of cool. So it's not just straight up like go in any direction and you'll get your ass kicked this way so don't go that way like it was they do i won't say hold your hand but they give you a little assist i'll say you and know it's on the small of your back yeah exactly and so i push forward a little bit um i get uh i got my steed so i can i can now ride on my horse which is is great and having experienced that in a in a soul style of game so that's new didn't realize that he had a double jump or it had a double jump, so that was that was a cool added added benefit. Um, and then yeah, and then eventually I got to the point where I'm able to like level up things on those lines. So I'm now like adding to my stats, but still very early on in the game. So there's a lot there. As I mentioned to you, like I have the summon ability, but I have not been able to summon because I have not gotten the ashes yet to I guess needed for that. Um, I've, I've I've 
got some items i've got the ability to start crafting stuff but haven't really taken the time to start you know like crafting bombs and things along those lines to uh, if i plan to eventually you know work those into my uh my repertoire when it comes to my my actions um that'll be something to do but i have like played around i got like the the we'll say monoculars <laughs> so i can uh, see to far off distances and yeah and that's like really like what this is all about like it's it's crazy to have a souls game that's just this open um and i you've already like really discussed a lot of that so i'm not gonna really hit on too much of it but there was like a thing like as i was pushing forward of like once i got like the um i will just say map fragment whatever it is that um really like um lays out the map of everything that you passed and like kind of how like it the terrain looks then i realized like oh shit there's a ton of area that i completely just like skipped over even in the beginning part that i want to go back to and so very awesome like great quality of life feature being that i can just you know just fast travel to any um campsite that i've or, or grace point whatever they're calling it um that i've unlocked and so i went back to the earlier parts of the game and went searched through some caves cleared out a couple enemies got my ass handed to me a couple times just to learn yeah. my lesson but yeah what I will say too is that um doesn't feel too punishing. And that I know people talk about like Souls games being very punishing, but things like um like there was one one cave that I was pushing to pushing through and you know, there are like these, I guess, um pillars that shoot out flames and you know, I had to like time all that shit to get past the pillar. But what's cool is like I hit the pillar, the pillar goes down, it's not mm -hmm. casting any flames. I die, have to rerun through that cave, but What's great is that those pillars stayed uh, deactivated, so I'm I'm able to like just like breeze right past all of that. So like where people say like oh it's like it's it's punishing because I lost progress. I felt like I it retained like the right amount of progress where I'm able to then just sprint past some of the battles that I had um, for those points to then get to like where it ended up being like a I guess like a mini boss battle. I feel like it wasn't from what you described from what the real boss battles are. Um, I felt like this was, I guess, a mini boss battle, even though like I passed through, would you say, a fog of war in order to fight like this enemy in this cave, um, and it took took his bitch ass out, um, and then got like a another summon which I can't use at this point. So I'm just stacking these summons that I can't use, but they're great. Um, and yeah, and then went into another cave, handled that business as well, and just now exploring. Like I was, I was on the beach, looking at all types of enemies. Um, one thing I will say that I love about Souls games, or especially this one, is just the variety of enemies. Like, just so many different enemies, enemy types, but just enemy design. Like, uh, like you know, certain games you'll come across, like, uh, especially, like, older, like, we'll say, JRPGs, or even just, like, you know, even Western games, where you fight an enemy, and then you kind of see other enemies and they're just variations on that enemy. Like we're, we're going to change out like this, this armor plate a little bit, or, you know, we're going to change up this arm or even just give them a different color. And then, and then say it's a stronger version of that enemy. Whereas this game, like, I feel like I'm just coming across like so many different types. And so um, that's like definitely giving props to like their art department and just the design that they've, you know, taken into like all the different enemies that they have in this. And this is just early on in the game. I can't imagine, like I've seen some of your gameplay um, from when you were recording and knowing that like 
like there's just so many different types of enemies that you've come across that I definitely have not even come near. So it's a uh, it's it's great. Um, and the world is just um, so much to explore. And what I will say with like you know Souls games uh, and just games in general is that it's all about you know satisfaction and like certain games like they figure out how to do it whether it's like a constant trickle of like new items and new weapons to keep you going diablo it's like the drops things along those lines and with like this game it's like the simple battles for some reason like i get my runes and that's like my my payoff but like just like completing a battle and then like completing a battle like a little easier and like just showing that little bit of progress like that's like where like the satisfaction is coming from at this point and like that's what this game is all about is like those battles and you know like and now like the added element of hunting like they found a way to have like a good gameplay cycle where there's just you constantly feel like you're getting something some type of reward on top of like uh just like just pushing through the world and unlocking things like just the little battles and what you're able to pillage and what you're able to learn from the enemies from their attack types and how to like dodge and counter things on those lines it's all like coming together and yet i feel like such a you know such a an amateur at this game because there's there's still so much to unlock and uncover that uh yeah i i can't wait but it's living up to all of the hype and that's that's all i can really say at this point as i continue to unlock more and see what this game has to offer because i want I, I definitely want to get everything that i can out of this mage build there's a lot yeah <laughs> and, and you're gonna have a lot to work with you're gonna have a lot to discover yeah i can't wait um and then yeah as mentioned you said you've been playing moving out uh, marissa and i we beat it it takes two a while ago we were playing um towerfall for a little bit and i mentioned in the previous week that we had started moving out and now at this point yeah we put in a lot more uh, and we're like we're we're going all out like I, I love it marissa's like knee deep in this game loving it to the point like where so how moving out works is that like you'll clear a stage but then like then they give you the bonuses of like the added stuff and then oh, put, putting the stuff back in yeah yeah like doing it without breaking windows <laughs> shit like that um, yeah uh so we're, we're doing all of that we're doing all the the um the extra bonuses that they have for each of the levels and you know some of them are fun like where it's like uh it's not like the ones that are a little more tedious is like don't break shit don't knock art off the wall like the, those things and even those are fun because we've gotten to the point where we're good at like just you know handling the shit like an actual mover like like move things out but don't like make a mess of things <laughs> mm-hmm. we're able to do that but then also like figuring out like the uh i guess like the other bonuses like where there's one Whereas like we had to move like all the uh, the animals that were on this farm into like one pin <laughs> to get like a certain bonus, and so uh, like things along those lines. Like uh, as you mentioned with the pool, one of the bonuses is don't get anything wet, and so we had to get good enough at throwing. We we're throwing stuff across the pool, but making sure that nothing falls into the pool. Um, so yeah, we've been doing that. So like we we're just like licking the plate clean when it comes to it. Outside of we haven't played too many of what you were mentioning the uh, arcades and the uh the the cartridges we, we played one that was like a uh you you have to run away from a boulder and you're carrying this package and you you want to try to make it to the end so we did that one that was a really fun one so if it's if if we come across a fun one we'll play like those other modes but outside of that we're just focusing on like mainly this the main game and trying to get as many of the uh, bonuses objectives as possible and we're also doing the um you know the uh the gold as far as like 
trying to complete it at a certain time. Haven't yeah. been doing the platinums as of yet, but we have been doing the. There goals. are platinums. Oh yeah, the, the platinums. As you as you beat, um, they give you then a, a better, uh, a higher, a tougher, uh, I guess, uh, time to beat. And you know, it's actually not too crazy. Like we we're maybe like we're completing them for the golds and we'll be like five seconds off from like the platinum. So it's like, Oh, okay, cool. That's not too bad. Um, so that is something that we might go back to, but we're just enjoying playing the game for what it is at this time. Definitely. Um, it's getting our co-op fix in is what I will say, but a dub I've, I've spoken enough. Let's get into these topics of the week. Topics of the week. Oh, a dub. We got, you know, it's actually kind of quiet, but we 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 glean the internet. We looked out for these stories. So, what you want to lead off with, hey Dub? Well, as soon as my sluggish ass computer decides it wants to work, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. But in the meantime, I think you should lead it off. All right, I'll lead it off with um, this one. Hey Dub, we have PlayStation Store's top downloads for March. So, uh, you know, I'll read off the the top five, no, the top 10 for the PlayStation 5. The number one A-dub for March, that being for the U.S. and Canada, Elden Ring. Uh, Number two. Of course. Yeah, no surprise there. Number two, no surprise here also, Gran Turismo 7. Okay. Number three, WWE 2K22. Uh, Four, Grand Theft Auto 5. Five. Grand Theft Auto 5, because I believe this just debuted on the PlayStation 5. I believe you can also download your PlayStation on your GTA 5 online as well. Um, if that's not available, it will be available soon. Number five, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Number six, NBA 2K22. Seven, because people love that chaos. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Eight, Horizon Forbidden West. Nine, Ghostwire Tokyo. And 10, Sifu, your boy, Sifu. And just to compare it uh, to the EU, uh, so US number one was Elden Ring. In the EU, their number one was Gran Turismo 7. Number two in the US was Gran Turismo 7. In the EU, it was GTA 5. And in number three was WWE. And in the EU was Elden Ring. So in the EU, they are loving their Gran Turismo 7 A dub. They like that. They like that real racing. That 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 what is it? Hard breaking, not not overdoing it with the accelerator. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh PlayStation 4. That whiplash. Yeah, that whiplash. Play, PlayStation 4 will do top five. Uh, for the U.S., number one, Elden Ring, no surprise. Two, WWE, 2K22. Three, Gran Turismo 7. Four, NBA 2K22. And five, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. We got we got a lot of cross-gen going on here. And then we'll do the top three for PSVR games. Number one, Beat Saber. Two, Job Simulator. And three, Astrobot Rescue Mission. And in case for people who love that free-to-play action. As far as the U.S. goes, number one, Fortnite. Two, <laughs> Apex Legends and three Call of Duty Warzone. That free to play action. <laughs> that free to play action. A dub, no surprise there. Uh, like Elden Ring. I mean, y- you imagine Elden Ring's gonna be holding it for a while. You think? The, you think it's? Got I don't legs? know, man. I think it's. I think it's sales were front loaded. Just yeah. everybody went out and got it in those first that first month. But who knows? I mean, it's still topping the charts. So there's a very strong chance that it will just continue to sell, especially since word of mouth and it being like the best game ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's not stopping anytime soon looking forward to seeing more success for from software 
and more successful Elden Ring as uh, I draw closer to the conclusion. Uh, so what you got, A-Dub, for the next topic of the week? Top topic of the week. So again, I remind everybody that my computer is on some <laughs> bullshit. So you may, not, you may not get all the details in a timely manner here. However, I got your topic of the week. Top, topic, topic of the week. week. Your girl Amy Hennig is back. Back in the mix, it's been five years since her last project got canceled by EA. She was working on Ragtag. Imagine Uncharted in the Star Wars universe. And I'm guessing that's what Ragtag was about. It's going to be cinematic. It's going to be story-driven. It was going to be Star Wars. It's going to be your girl, Amy Hennig, after being let go from Naughty Dog during the production of Uncharted 3. So now she's back and she's working on yet another Star Wars game. This time she's working with the people over at Skydance Media. Uh, they've announced that Hennig is working on a brand new video game set in the Star Wars universe. Not much is known about the project other than that it will be richly cinematic, action-adventure driven, and it will feature an original story. So, you know, given her track record, hopefully this ends up making it to the finish line. It will give everybody what they've been begging for, which is to experience some of Henning's work yet again. Yeah. It's the second Star Wars project she's working on. Uh, she first joined Skydance in 2019, and you know she was previously at EA, but they canceled that project. So you girl moved on. This is joining a an ever expanding list of Star Wars games that we know are in production. Uh, we know Jedi Fallen Order Two is coming. Mm. And we are back. Technical difficulties. A double technical difficulty. I mean, it's. Like I said before the break, <laughs> your girl Amy Hennig, her game is joining the long list of Star Wars games that are already in production. Jedi Fallen 2. We just saw the Skywalker saga in the Lego Star Wars universe that released to quite some critical acclaim. You know, we got Ubisoft Massive Star Wars game. We also got Star Wars Eclipse. You man, David Cage. You love to hate. We got my neighbors outside. They know what's up. <laughs> Loving that David Cage Star Wars. Loving that David Cage right here on the West Coast. <laughs> you can't say David Cage without people losing their shit. But yeah, man, I, what, what is this some kind of sport ball day? Like, is there some kind of playoffs? <laughs> There's definitely uh, basketball going on all day today. So maybe that's oh, shit. Yeah. for your Jeep. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Enix game, Enix game joins the list of Star Wars games. And, you know, this is just another example of that Star Wars universe coming back in full force to the gaming space. AMC, how do you feel about Amy Hennig and her new project? Uh, it's, I mean, it's good. It's, uh, you know, with, with, <laughs> with, gamers, <laughs> with gamers, it's all about what they don't have. Um, and they'll never forget. They'll never forget once you take away something from them, once you take away a, a potential toy. Um, and so, yeah, with them, they were, they've been upset at EA. They've been upset at Not A Dog. <laughs> but I, I will say it was one of the... Continue through there. <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> I accidentally touched something on my phone. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, good, it's good that, um, one, Amy's back on a project when it comes to Star Wars. And two, like, 
she's she's busy it'll be interesting to see how these games come out because this isn't the only thing that she's working on with say a disney property because she also it was also announced with um i think it was skydance media the same studio that she's working on a marvel game as well so she got a marvel God game damn. and she got a star wars game coming um and I mean, she's gonna be a disney princess yeah <laughs> um and yeah and they both seem to be cinematic experiences and so I mean, now it's just, it's time to show and prove. Um, I know there's, we're at a point where the hype is so real with Amy that like people just want anything with her um, that she's attached to to come out. And so if if Amy can show up strong with uh, these two games, especially a Star Wars game, there's, as you mentioned, we'll, we'll get into some of those numbers. I pulled that story on um, Star Wars Skywalker Saga, how it's been doing sales-wise, but there's definitely a continued love and fandom with star wars games and you put out anything star wars people are going to show up and buy it and you put out anything good star wars wise people are definitely going to show out and put it at at that game of the year if not best-selling game uh list and so um yeah i i'm happy to see that she's got these projects and not like doesn't seem to be um you know held back by a big publisher (laughs) with their their ideas of uh what what should be uh coming out versus uh, what she wants to work on and i'm also curious because there have been quotes from amy as far as um lengths of games and how she would prefer games to be shorter um, oh, uh, as far as, and, and all these games that at least the two games that have been you know um announced that she's working on are big story driven cinematic games so i am curious to see what late these games will be and the reception behind them if she if she feels compelled to put out like say a 30 hour experience a story driven experience or if maybe like they'll go with like you know the kind of the og star uh uncharted games that are you know around like a 10 to 13 hour experience um now that people may be past like that, oh, my value, I need a hundred hour game or right. my value is not there. Respect um, my time. Yeah. So I, th- I think at this time, it's just a matter of uh, seeing how these games come out and um, how they look. I can't wait for that, that first glimpse at, at either one of these games. Yes. But let's keep it moving, A-Dub, and our next topic of the week. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. We got some more news. No, we don't have any more news. We just, we just got some commentary mm. from the peanut gallery, from the haters ball. We got troll of the week. 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 of the week coming sideways. It's your girl Amy Hennig finding a, a second life after Naughty Dog, a third life after EA. Just finding life finds a way. Jeff Goldblum said it best, and it still remains <laughs> probably the best line of movie history. Debate me, my control issues on Twitter. Let me know what you think is the best line of movie history. However, these trolls are coming sideways. Amy, here's what they're saying: Yeah, she's been working on a Star Wars game since the Cold War. <laughs> Next show says, "I look forward to this also getting canceled." <laughs> Next show says, so EA can't come in and cancel it like they did last time? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Next show says, oh, another Star Wars game is going to get canceled after making crazy hype. Well, first of all, like, did Brad Tag even make hype? I think they showed that, uh, that storied 
a totally fake scene of the character walking out the door and touching the wall and then the ships are flying overhead like oh project amy hennig yay what you want bitches back up in this <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were rap battle beefing with that shit but that's all the game had i wouldn't call that crazy hype but next show says Neil Druckmann is a bad person. <laughs> Next show says, what's the over-under on her actually finishing this one? Because, you know, Amy Hennig is in charge of all the development of the game. She makes games by herself. She doesn't just write stories, which is typically done before the game is done. Next show says, this lady is so overhyped. Wait till Forspoken comes out. Most people realize that she's mediocre as fuck. I'm waiting for Forspoken to come out, and I'm ready for whatever it's going to give me. So, so there, pal. Uh, insofar as Amy Hennig, yo, she's a writer. She doesn't develop the games. Also, she's working with Skydance. Skydance Media. So hopefully whoever they're working with to actually develop the game doesn't pull out in the middle of the project and leave everybody with the dick in the wind. Yeah, man. So I'm rooting for Amy. I want to see another Star Wars game, number one. Number two, I want to see what she's bringing to the table and what all these other companies are just so blind to see. Or, you know, is she just another writer who just happens to have a name? I don't know. But hopefully this time we get to see it through. AMC, how do you feel about these troubles coming sideways at your girl and just trying to live her goddamn life? I mean, yeah, as you, as we had mentioned, you know, sometimes the publisher gets in the way. Sometimes, like, just world events get in the way as we will discuss with other games and mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i'm sure there's a ton of projects that we hear about that never come to light and unfortunately she just had one that people were super excited about and it got pulled the plug got pulled but it is what it is um i mean we don't like if we went through her resume there's plenty of games that she has worked on that have come to actually i, I think i did write them down she had uh she worked on Legacy, the Legacy of Kane, uh, Jack and Daxter, and as you, classic. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Uncharted. So, plenty of games that have shipped and done well. Uh, I, if anybody that worked on Legacy of Kane, um, I believe in anything that they believe they say they can do. Yeah. So, Legacy of Kane was. There's yet a game to come along that has rivaled Legacy of Kane. Yeah, exactly, and so. <laughs> So, Soul Reaver, <laughs> uh, I I love Soul Reaver. I played the shit out of that on my uh, my Mayor Rossi <laughs> with my oh, with my, my my blade. My was it my beam blade or whatever? My energy blade. I love, yeah, I love energy blade. Turn into your ethereal form and, and yeah. going through prison bars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my shit. I, I I'm waiting for that that Soul Reaver remake. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. I'm waiting for that Blood Omen remake. Like yeah. if. Uh, I like Blood Omen Legacy of Kane needs to be required reading for gamers the world over. It was it was the Witcher before the Witcher. It was like just gothic and vampiric. Like I had to travel this massive world on my own and you know, talking to the people, blending in, but also making sure that I cut some throats and let some blood because I'm a vampire and the world is my oyster. My blood oyster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so as we were mentioning, had plenty of titles that have released and to to critical acclaim. Uh, and so, yeah, I 
totally think uh, we have nothing to worry about here as far as these games coming out eventually. Um, and it's funny that because all people talked about is, uh, oh man, like I hate EA. Why would they stop this? And now that like Amy's working on some other games, they're like faulting her <laughs> for mm-hmm. that game not coming out. So people just people just ha- need something to complain about. And that's that's how I look at this. But she drops that that hot that hotness. I think people are gonna be all over it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But we'll move on to our next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. week. Let's see. see. We have a uh, huh, we have a, a follow up to a story that you know you had mentioned before. As far as when we talk about CD Projekt Red and no. their promises, <laughs> <laughs> empty promises, empty promises. Uh, so we have a indefinite delay here. A dub and this not being The Witcher Four as we discussed that had just been announced. This not being the DLC for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. This being the next-gen upgrade for The Witcher 3, the game oh. that... The, the new Skyrim that came out shortly after Skyrim. Yes. Um, so, from what we know, they're moving they're, they're moving it to an internal studio to handle it, and we'll get more into that. This coming by way of CD Projekt Red. We are currently evaluating the scope of work to be done and thus have to postpone Q2 release until further notice. Hence the indefinite delay. A little backstory here... Um, Previously, Saber Interactive had been handling the, the port. And the important thing here with Saber Interactive, who was handling that next-gen upgrade, is that uh, they are headquartered in Florida, but the game was being developed at, uh, or at least the uh, the next-gen upgrade was being developed in their Russian office, which is in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. And as we know, CDA Project Red, alongside a bunch of different publishers and developers, are not having Russia over their shenanigans, or at least Putin's shenanigans. To put and, it lightly. Yeah, to put it lightly. And so, um, yeah, His because... Crimes. Yeah, crimes, of, crimes against humanity. And so, yeah, um, this clue, they, they haven't commented on on why, you know, why they decided to, you know, move the development internal, but you could, you clearly see them distancing themselves from, you know, any type of work with Russia and having their studio that was handling this... Um, um basically be based in russia that definitely fucked with their <laughs> their plans for this next gen patch and so they're they're rethinking all of it and they don't want it to also affect their you know their development of the next witcher game as well on top of that with the dlc that they have coming or the expansion that they have coming for cyberpunk 2077 and so until they get that worked out it's delayed indefinitely a dub in light of all this news how do you feel what are your thoughts Take all the time you need, just get it right. I mean, <laughs> Cyberpunk would have benefited from additional delays. So if you're going to put out anything that CD Projekt Red has to put out that's going to represent their company needs to be done and it needs to be polished. They do not have the space to put out anything that's going to be, you know, half-baked, undercooked, raw. They got to put stuff out, finished with all the trimmings, not a not a, not a a speck of rosemary out of place. Like, it should got to be perfect. Uh, insofar as this, I applaud it. Take all the time you need, get it right. Especially if you want somebody like me to go back and finish The Witcher. Don't leave a, another bad taste in your boy's mouth. Just trying to get out there and play these games, right? AMC, how do you personally feel about this next gen upgrade being delayed? I mean, I totally get it. Especially as I said, we were talking about Amy Hennig. Um, when the world gets in a way that's going to affect things, like I don't. 
in general, like as we as we were discussing in appreciate, like just not a lot of news. I feel like just what's going on between you know supply issues from that are still carrying over from the pandemic, and then you know everything that's going on with <laughs> with Russia, um, is it's definitely affecting a lot of plans and or even just like how to announce certain things in light of like you know wanting to be like sensitive, and so I think that's just um, it's affecting like just the plans for you know publishers and developers with their games announcements or just like how they plan to do things even like there's just been a lot of news about work from home for certain studios and i believe bungie they were like we're we're gonna stay work from home uh and then other developers are figuring it out and then on top of that there's just a lot of changes in the landscape um on top of the work from home uh some developers are um practicing the uh you know the four-day work week as opposed to the five-day work week and they're just, you know, reworking how things go. And on top of that, with the Unreal 5, like a lot of developers also adopting that, that's a whole thing in itself. So there's just, um, the landscape is definitely um, like reshuffling. And I think uh, because of that, it's just affecting a lot of things. And so, as you said, take your time, let things settle a bit. And then The Witcher ain't going nowhere. People still talk about it as if it's like the only great game to ever come out on the ps4 <laughs> it's uh um whenever that Bad bloodborne yeah whenever that comes out especially if you can get that out right with all the uh you know taking advantage of all the haptic feedbacks and all that stuff that we love about the dual sense technology and from what we saw like with the you know the little previews of like um just how crazy um it will be to fast travel in that game at least uh, from what we saw with like the, the ports the uh the last imports uh, played on the current gen consoles uh if they can really take full advantage of everything that the ps5 and the, the series x has to offer um it could be like playing a new game all over again and so yeah get it right because it is one of those games that is beloved by so many people and to take advantage of these new consoles i think could take that game to another level Yes. Hey Dub, i want to get into the next topic of the week top topic of the week we got a little update we got a little new content coming from you your, your men and your ladies over at hello games we got a little no man's sky we got a little space piracy <laughs> yes so no man's sky they put out yet another free update that is adding a bunch of content to the game this outlet i mean this update is called the outlaws update and what this brings to the table is an entirely new quest line oriented around the space pirates you're gonna have the ability to fight in the atmosphere of a planet the lower atmosphere you're gonna you're gonna see ships shooting up locations from low altitude so that's something that we didn't see a lot when no man's sky came out up to this point there's gonna be rebellion and smuggling missions. There's going to be space stations that are run by the outlaws. Uh, you're going to be able to store more ships and also choose your primary ship on your freighter, like you should have been able to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they're they're always adding and updating the QOL. There's new ships. Uh, there's they, they're introducing cloth physics. And there's new there's new articles of gear that have capes and things of the like is starting to look real destiny 2 like in the universe of no man's sky and the euclid galaxy or if you're like me you're in 
some galaxy that you don't remember the name of because it's still brand new and you don't play the game that often. You're going to have ship versus ship combat. You're going to be able to call in like a, a you're going to be able to call in a formation, <laughs> call in homies to fly next to you, escort you around. That you're going to have yeah, get that flying B going. Uh, let me see now. Uh, the accessibility has been significantly improved. There, You're going to have an auto follow mode for when you're trying to blast some ships out of the sky. Maybe they scanned your cargo, so you have something expensive. Once you fork it over, they're going to blow you out of the sky. It's like, nah, homie going to blow you out of the sky. Space combat and space maneuvers have been improved, so it's going to feel a little more user-friendly, a little more intuitive, a little smoother. I played around with it, and yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. It's, you know, they they also made it so that the weapons have more pronounced effects. Like, some weapons are going to be better on enemy shields than others, while, you know, other weapons are going to be better on enemy holes. So, you know, you might want to pull out your laser, wear that shield down, pull out your, your photon cannon, wear that hole down. You're going to have weapons that replenish your shields, and there's, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, even one of the new ships that they introduced is, has some kind of solar sail situation going on. Of course, everything's going to be procedurally generated, had tons of assets. And, you know, if you're really into this, then you want to check out the patch notes yourself because it goes in way more detail and gives you far more information than we can offer you as a topic of the week on our segment but yeah man no man's sky continues to build on one of the most beautifully supported games of the last generation and right now this generation amc are you going to get back into no man's sky i mean it's 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 all there it's all there i mean especially but the planets don't rotate amc (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally um I think the key word there, as you mentioned, as you were discussing it, is the word beautiful. When I saw this game, it's just, from what I saw at your house, and now to what I'm seeing in these, these trailers, I'm just like, God, he's like, the character's running, it's got like a, a cape that's just wafting in the air. Um, and then, some wafting. Yeah, and then you get in your ship, you got like, what you, the solar sails uh, <laughs> on it, um, and, and like, they just look like colorful beautiful uh and then what i will say too is like uh i guess like as they mentioned like they like reworked i guess some of that like you know that space combat and when no man's sky first started and maybe it's just like my eyes have like you know adjusted but i felt like when i when it first started it was a when you're flying through space it's it felt very like slow like very floaty and now it does feel like you're like you're in like a a spaceship that's like a jet and it's like it's zipping uh through space and with that like the combat and so i feel like that's gonna add like another level to like the dog fights because that was definitely something that um uh if it was like this is too good of a, a ship game to not have like awesome dog fights and i think it's now getting to that point where you can have that as well like we've seen them like put put effort into you know some of the um the ground battles um with like you know just like with your your laser cannon or whatever the hell you get in that game um where they stepped that up and now it seems like they've put a little emphasis on the ship battling and just ship travel and so it's all there it looks absolutely incredible it's um we're now beyond the point of it no matter what other people will say we're, we're beyond the point of the promises and now they're just just giving us heat 
and just like mm-hmm. you know we, we, you want whipped cream on it all right cool well, you want you want some sprinkles on top of that uh, all right that's cool you want some gummy bears <laughs> and they just keep adding to it you want some, you want uh, some caramel in your sprinkles yeah you want some uh, you want some chocolate syrup on top of all of that like, uh, like they want, just keep <laughs> yeah like they just keep figuring out ways to just add more infuse more like into it into like that overall flavor and it's just an incredible presentation that like you know that god you just it just it just lends so many possible possibilities with this game to where they could take it and you know we talk about like games like gta um you know these games that are kind of just platforms and then they just keep building on top of that and that's literally what no man's sky has become it wasn't a game that i really considered as like a live service game uh when it first dropped out when it first dropped i guess like we were kind of still learning what like what live service could be at that point and this is definitely the good example of live service as far as um just uh, a creator a developer just continuing to just add more and in ways that like contribute not ways that you know to the detriment of the game mm-hmm. uh, it seems to just be continuing uh to just bring on bring praise from the community and that's exactly what they want um and that's what they i guess hope moving forward into like their next games speaking of a dub you know, we could just make this part of this topic. There was a a quote that made its rounds as far as the the headlines in gaming from coming uh, from Hello Games, uh, <laughs> and this was in an interview with IGN. Um, and uh, you know, Sean Murray, your boy, he was talking about his next game that he was, was talking coming. that shit, wasn't he? Talking that shit, talking that shit, talking that his excitement. You know, he can't he can't contain himself. He can't help himself. Yeah, it's like when when he talks about his projects, he he can't help but like talk very grandly about them and just you know just set them up on a just the biggest the highest of pedestals <laughs> which is which is great i mean it's, it's there's one thing in life like it's if you can back it up like you kind of paint yourself into a corner and then you leave it up to yourself to fight your way out of it and there are some people who get in those situations and they just die in that corner whereas like it seems like sean murray he loves to just build that anticipation and just like all right now that i've said it i gotta figure it out and so with this this is the quote that um made its rounds in the headlines and you can give me your opinion after a dub talking about his new game similar to no man's sky it is the kind of project that even if we had a thousand people working on it it still seemed impossible (laughs) um and that's just talking about like the ambition that they have um in this game and where they want to take it. And so I guess the question I'd pose to you, a dub, does this, um, does this get you excited? Does this uh, get you a little worried? Um, where, where do you stand? Um, as, as far as like what we've seen and what have, what has been promised with no man's sky and then the possibilities of this new game. Uh, honestly, I'm a little excited because with no man's sky, they gave me what I was looking for when it came out and they gave me more of what I needed as its life in the wild took shape. So Hello Games, uh, just on a creative level and doing what they say they're gonna do, they, they have credit with me. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm interested if the game is in fact going to be like No Man's Sky or if it's just in a similar situation or set of circumstances as No Man's Sky was, where it's this highly ambitious product and then have a very few amount of people working on it. And once you see it, it's going to be like, oh, how did anybody get this done? So, 
you know, it, if it's getting the impossible done, I believe Hello Games can achieve that because they've already done it with creating No Man's Sky. So, you know, we'll see what it is. They need to take as much time as necessary to put that together the way that it needs to be put together for when it's given to people. At the same token, they need to not be in the media. <laughs> Just keep their heads down <laughs> and work. Don't go on Colbert making promises. <laughs> Getting your loose lips going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Get, get a publicist, get somebody who can be the voice of the company, let Sean work. I know he wants to be in front of the cameras and stuff, but the last thing this upcoming game needs is anybody looking for something specific that maybe didn't make it off of the cutting room. Cutting room floor, I should say. AMC, how do you feel? Yeah, um, I would say it gets me excited. I I know with like a lot of gamers, um, they're... It's funny, it's like you, you would think most people would be about like what have you done for me lately? But with the gaming community, it's never forget. Seems to be hashtag never forget is hashtag. the uh is is the motto. And so they'll they'll be like, Oh, like you could have put you could have turned something into the greatest game of all time, but but that 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 one time <laughs> you made that promise and they'll never forget. It's like a it's like a scorned wife or a scorned lover. Uh, they'll never forget that one time that you made a mistake. <laughs> You'll always be reliving that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, with this, like, it's very much, if you go by the idea of what have you done for me lately, um, No Man's Sky is the uh, is the bar, and it's definitely, they've surpassed it on so many levels uh, between where it started to it going multi-platform to it being on every console to the point where it's now going to be on the Switch this summer um, and just delivering a great experience anywhere you want to play it with so many updates, all free. Um, so yeah, that, why, why would you not want something from a developer that's going to give you all of that and not charge you anything for it? Um, the only, I guess the only hesitation I would have is maybe uh, I can see people being like, maybe I won't buy this one at launch depending on the, the scale, the scope, and all the promises that they have for this game maybe it's one of those things like oh i can wait a year knowing that they're going to be updating the shit out of this and get into it later but outside of that i mean if you love what they did with no man's sky and you want to you want like a developer that's all about like ambition and trying to you know push boundaries as far as they can go and you give them a ps5 <laughs> or like an xbox series x and say have at it um yeah i'm 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 super excited to see what they could do with this type of hardware uh so yeah w with that alone I, I i can't i i can't wait to see what they have to offer yes but let's, let's get to our next topic week top, top, topic, topic of, of the, the week. week is it on me yeah it's on you Ida, unless you want me to take um, one no nah, i think i can handle this uh let me see well what I could talk about right now. A little Borderlands news, a little Borderlands double header. If you haven't been keeping up, I'm going to keep you up. First and foremost, it should be stated that Borderlands 3, at long last, will finally be getting full crossplay. Sony has let down their guard. They're letting it happen. It's happening. AMC, how do you feel about this? I mean, it, it, it's great it's good that they're doing that um especially for a game like borderlands which is uh, a perfect like just co-op multiplayer experience where you're just running through the world and handling business 
Um, and you know, at this point too, it's like another way to give a game like uh, more legs as far as like, if it's like, all right, I've been playing this, but I have no homies that play it on say an Xbox or a PlayStation. Uh, now you can be like, Oh, hit them up. Be like, Hey, I've been, I've, I've had this, this dude that's in, True Vault Hunter. I know you got the True Vault Hunter out there, so let's yes. let's let's so, hop on, let's hop on board, and let's do this. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's great. It's good from Sony's standpoint. They're now starting to play nice when it comes to cross platform. And so, yeah, it's uh, I think it's a good overall win for I would say the consumer, and we're consumers, so that's a win for us. So I think that's oh, uh, that's awesome. That's how you do that, indeed. It- Totally is a win for us, you know, just a larger community for multiplayer. And people who play online are always about that. You won't have to divide the community. It's all unified. Uh, I don't intend to use it anytime soon. Me and AMC both got PlayStation, so it ain't like, oh, we're barred from each other. But for the people that this affects, it's awesome. But I got a, a second head on this Borderlands Hydra for that ass. It must be known that a new... Tales from the Borderlands is coming. It'll be released in 2022, according to the Gearbox official Twitter. So if you don't believe me, go talk to your man, Randy. Your man, Randy, who uh, I believe Randy Pitcher just bought the Magic Castle. <laughs> really? The out here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like, so he's he owns the Magician's Guild? <laughs> I believe so. And, you know, Randy was also a member and a practicing magician. So it makes sense. All right, yeah, good for him. Get him, yeah, get him. That's the way to go. If it's available, <laughs> have on it. Um, hey, get that real estate tight. How do you feel about a new Tales from the Borderlands coming in 2022 this year, which is only eight months long because we already at the end of April? I mean, uh, yeah, the first one was, if I remember right, people loved it, and you know, there was all this, uh, uh, I just negativity or you know people just let down when you know things fell apart with uh telltale and so um not knowing that we're seeing these projects continue in uh in different ways um i think that's that's good overall and uh i know people really like the uh tales from borderlands as far as like the humor behind it and so if there's enough of enough of a demand for this um why not <laughs> bring it back and people can play the shit out of that and, and make all their decisions. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you play the Tales from Borderlands original? Never touched it. No. So I have no idea what's going on. I do greatly enjoy Borderlands just as a universe and, you know, the writing, the, the characters, the storytelling. So it's always a good time. If I have access to it, I wouldn't turn that down. However, it's not something I'm really going to go out of my way to purchase. I already get, Plenty of Borderlands action from the main numbered entries. One of these one of these days, I might try Tiny Tina, but insofar as Tales from the Borderlands, it's not really on my list. Mm. Yeah, what can I say? Man? It's, <laughs> there's, there's only so many games we can play. I mean, we just heard recently that uh, Baldur's Gate Three is going to be coming out of early access next year and is going to officially release. So hopefully, that means we got some console versions coming, which means that you know at least a solid month of my life is signed away in 2023 another month or two because i'm sure diablo 4 is going to make its debut next year don't let me down blizzard don't make me wait it's so rough but yeah we're having a good time tons of games 
2022 just got a little more packed, even though we had some delays. It took some games out of 2022, most notably Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. So, you know, if you forgot about it, this is us reminding you that you ain't getting that this year. Yes. And then on the flip side of that, you know, a little quick hit, we had Sony Santa Monica confirming or at least reaffirming or instilling some kind of hope in those who would doubt and, and so their doom saying that it coming out this year, but they reassured us that God of War Ragnarok will release in 2022. I need to see the game. I don't believe it is vaporware. I don't believe it, <laughs> Put it out now if you're so confident, <laughs> Oh, they rushed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sending it out to die. Uh, uh, where, where are the review copies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking embargo, red flag. Uh, <laughs> Troll of the week. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, good stuff. All right, let's yes. keep it moving with these quick hits. Um, we got Halo Season 2 announced. Uh, it is called... The Lone television War. show? Or, oh, Halo Infinite Season 2. Halo Infinite Season 2. Yeah. Halo, I, mean, I, hey, thought hey. The, I thought the show got picked up for another season. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have Paramount, so I don't know how that show... How that no, show it, it looked all right. Nobody is Paramount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, unless you're a wrestling fan, then you have Paramount. Uh, let's see. We should call it Evan. Yeah. Let's see. So Halo Infinite Season 2, The Lone Wolves is what they're calling it. It will be released on May 3rd. Coming with that, it's going to have three modes, A-Dub. The first one, that King of the Hill. King of the Hill works like this. A neutral hill spawns on the map, and two teams battle it out to control the hill uh, and earn points. When a player enters the hill uncontested, it is captured and begins earning one point each second into a capture bar. When a team's capture bar is full, they score one full point, and a new hill spawns somewhere else on the map. So many points. (laughs) None of it makes sense. Let's see. Land grab. At the start Ooh, of this is very much like land, uh, girl. Yeah, that, that land. This is very much like uh, domination. Take that land off, girl. <laughs> <laughs> At the start of the match, there are three neutral zones around the map. When a player captures the zone, it is locked. It gives the team one point. When all zones are captured, there is an intermission before three new neutral zones spawn. The first team to score eleven points wins that land grab. And then the last one, a dub, last Spartan standing. This is. This is their take on, I guess, Battle Royale. In this free-for-all experience, 12 players spawn on big team battle maps with a confined loadout and five respawns. Once a player runs out of respawns, it can no longer participate. They can then either participate, they can either spectate or leave the match without penalty. If a player kill gets killed in a match, oh, if a player gets a kill in a match, they can upgrade to a different weapon. The match ends when there is just one Spartan left standing. So, A-Dub, if you had your option between King of the Hill, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing, which are you running with in Hazen Hazen Halo Infinite Season 2? Well, I kind of want to run with that King of the Hill. but I I want, like, a King of the Hill B-side where either all your weapons are propane-based or you, like, you got (laughs) to take propane and propane accessories away from from the enemy and take it back to your king of the hill so that you can be king of the hill and whoever wins is hanged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, king of the hill sounds interesting. I like, you know, for as long as you have a zone locked down, you're getting that one point per second. So it's not so much about you asserting dominance and capturing everything. It's just how long you can maintain control over the resources, which is more of what I'm into. Because 
I'll lock some shit down. I might get it longer than you. Like, I don't want some shit where it's you can hold something down for the whole game, but the person who comes in and takes control of it at the last second is the winner. Instead. Yeah, it's just like like a hot potato type of thing, but the opposite. <laughs> but the winner is the one holding the hot potato. <laughs> First person to get burned wins. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. So, you know, I I haven't played Halo Infinite. I have no plans on playing Halo Infinite. However, in the event that I ever get a chance to play it, and for some reason, if I have Xbox Live, maybe it comes with some free time. You know, it, it's kind of cool it, redeeming those little free subscriptions. Like, okay, I got online for about two weeks. Let's see what kind of damage I could do. But yeah, so that won't be something that happens for me anytime soon. At least it's not planned. But more content, more things to enjoy for the people that like that kind of stuff. Tons of Halo fans out there, so you get more content. You got one of the best Halos to come around. You got 343 finally getting the Halo formula buckled down and making it their own since the departure of Bungie to go make Destiny. And now they're a part of Sony because they got acquired after they bought their independence back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of things going on. A lot of shuffling the deck. Who knows who's going to get what card? Find the lady, find the princess. Where is she at? She in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of shuffling going on, but we keep getting great games in. For all the doom saying that people have about a lot of these moves and decisions being made in the gaming industry these days, we keep getting increasingly better games as a result of these decisions. So maybe the industry knows a little bit about what it is they're doing. AMC. Am I hitting them with the next quick hit? Yes, you got the next quick hit, A-Dub. I got the next quick hit. Your boy, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Mm. Does, that, does that name ring any bells? Not Is that all. an important name to people? The, the inventor of Final Fantasy? Uh, the God MC? The God <laughs> MC. That's the next level of the AMC's God MC. God MC. A-Dub <laughs> got back to God mode when he got... Under 185 pounds, got your AMC and that got him seen. Mm. Me, Jay Hova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he'll be working on his next game in between sessions of Final Fantasy 14. So basically what's going on, like, Hirono was Araguchi. He's the kind of person he, he plays games, even at this age, even at this level of his, of his success, of his creativity. A lot of his creativity comes from playing other things. Uh, he's spent a lot of time playing Final Fantasy XIV. He even has a storied habit of making the people around him play the games that he's interested in and passing it off as research. But yes, he'll be working on some new games. They're in the playing stages. Uh, he had an Apple Arcade game called Fantasian that I heard good things about. And... Yeah, hopefully we see him return to the console space. I know he did a Blue Dragon. He might have done Lost Odyssey. I don't know if that was him. Could have been somebody else. I think it was an old square team. Don't know if it was him behind it. But your man is out there working. He has the pedigree. He has the IP under his belt to instill confidence. AMC, how do you feel about possibly a new J JRPG to enjoy in the planning stages coming down the pipe by the god? I mean, anytime you got the god out there, that's that's what you want. Uh, yeah, you don't want these these legacy dudes to go away. Uh, on top of that, I mean, just in general, it's always great to get like just more Japanese games because, I mean, there was a quote that like I just glossed over, but it was like one of the heads at 
was it Square Enix saying he doesn't want uh, his Japanese studios to try to make games like Western developers. Yes. And I think that in general, that's it's a great thing, like just to have like a bunch of different minds and different ways uh of um of experiencing games like we're seeing ghostwire tokyo is actually doing all right right now um and i want to uh, see a, a black developed game called ghostwire nokia nokia <laughs> <laughs> it's ghostwire tokyo which plays nokia and all the music is drew hill yeah that should be high yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh what's it called um so yeah with that like um yeah I, I like to see these dudes like continuing to work on games and to know that he's you know that he's an og in the industry you don't want to see that that type of experience just go away and disappear to be pushed off and so yeah i hope that he does come back and put out some new hotness when it comes to jrpgs because that's all i can ask for well you might have to wait a bit because your man harano Masakaguchi has let everyone know that he'll Start his next game once he's finished playing Horizon Forbidden West. Mm, oh, he's loving that Horizon. Yeah, he's getting his Horizon on. He wants to get through it before he, he really gets into his next project. Maybe he'll get some inspiration. Maybe he'll he'll put out something that, that fixes some of the flaws of that game. Maybe he'll take it to the next level. Who knows? Maybe we might start seeing the robot dinosaur trend catching on. And he has something else for people to complain about. Ugh, yeah. this? <laughs> he was so creative. Now he's just copying. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody's just me. so salty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody can do anything. Like, this is how new ideas happen. Sometimes you take inspiration from other ideas. You got to take inspiration from other sources. That's how you're going to come up with your best stuff. You got to figure out things that you haven't tried things that maybe aren't a part of your repartee. You got to give it a go. AMC, I know you're you're always looking for inspiration in different sources. So you know what's up. Yes, sir. You got uh, a nice quick hit. got another quick hit. We got the, the dates for the all-new PS Plus A-Dub. Oh, the regime change. Yeah, and I thought, I thought A-Dub, I thought PlayStation was all about, you know, Western... The, the western region of the world i thought they the blockbuster yeah i thought they started prioritizing the west but it doesn't look like that's the case with the all new ps plus a dub because <laughs> from what we understand as they updated on the playstation blog is that it will first be hitting and um just a little backstory in case you're like what is this all new ps plus i already have ps plus well this is the, the i don't the, want another ps plus the new three-tiered system of ps plus where you can get your, your backwards compatibility on your, your paywall backwards compatibility uh so let's see uh, um, <laughs> let's see uh so we got we're gonna start off in the asian markets excluding japan um uh, interesting and so they're tar- keep in mind they said targeting so these are these are not uh hard dates so there's a possibility that all these could get delayed but says they are targeting may 23rd 2022 so not too long from now about like a month away um in japan which will come up next they are targeting June 1st, 2022. Uh, and then the Americas, which I guess includes, you know, North and South America. So if you if your boys in Canada or in the US or in Mexico, possibly Brazil, you can see a targeting <laughs> of June 13th, 2022. And then we got Europe, which always comes last when it comes to gaming for some reason, targeting June 22nd, 2022. 
And in addition, uh, we have uh, an update. They will be expanding their cloud streaming access, Adub, for people who love cloud streaming video games, <laughs> um, to 30, 30 new markets. And these markets will include on the premium tier for PS- PlayStation Plus, Bulgaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Greece, Hungary, Malta, Poland, Republic of Cyprus, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia. Man, that is a who's who of countries. Yeah, just when I look at all these countries, I think of all great a bunch of great basketball players that are in the NBA coming from all these different areas. That's how I. That's how I, all those countries that they mentioned are all all, all are producing great basketball talent. Um, basketball and, talent coming out of Malta. Well, I don't know about Malta, but I'm looking at Greece. That would be awesome. I'm looking at Slovenia. <laughs> uh, I see you hungry. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe Bomani Jones will say something on the new episode of Game Theory. I got. I still haven't started it. I got. You need to start it. I love it. <laughs> I don't even like sports, and I watch that every week. Yeah, he's my dude. That 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 cadence, that voice, yes. <laughs> that newscaster voice, but it's like it's him though. But it like it, it, it sounds like a dude just like politicking on a street corner with the homies, <laughs> that shit, which he does on the show. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta watch. He it. takes it to the streets. Yeah, <laughs> he be cussing. Yeah, he he is that dude. I gotta I gotta watch the show. I, I I just listened to his podcast right now, and that's everything that's great about him. But I gotta watch the show. I gotta get that you know that production level. Yes, <laughs> the studio audience. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you got any uh, other quick hits, A Dub, or actually, do you have any comments about you know getting a possible that all new PS Plus on June thirteenth? I am not getting that shit. I'm keeping my PS Plus right where it's at, which was my plan coming into all this. I'm not about subscription fees at all, but I'm also not about not about these goddamn services. Just yeah. just so give weird. me just give me the shit I need. <laughs> Let me ride, man. Like, why y'all gotta make more money? Help me make more money, <laughs> but whatever the case, it's it's good for the people who want to play PS3 games and have expanded backward compatibility. Play some PS4 games and PS5 games that they don't have the time or the money to spend on because of you know political reasons or whatever the fuck is going on. I don't I don't play women. It's I don't play games that start women. Uh, I don't play games made by social justice warriors because those people are still out there. They're just not saying the things that they're known for anymore, but they still out there and they're still trying to do their damage on the internet. Don't listen to them. Don't believe them. It's a trap. Yeah. So that's how I feel about the tears of PS plus. It's not for me, but kudos to those it is for. Uh, I got one more quick hit. Elden ring. Got another big patch, fixing some stuff, nerfing and buffing a lot of things, making quests a little easier to understand. I believe they added some stuff for you, man. Patches, because yes, they added some event phases for NPC patches. People have been posting on the internet. They don't know how to continue patches quests. I believe part of patches quests ends once you finish the events of Volcano Manor. So, you know, make sure you handle everything. Volcano Manor before you handle everything at Volcano Manor. Uh, the people who are running strength builds using Colossal Weapons got, got a little love today. Uh, colossal Swords and Colossal Weapons have increased attack speed and their recovery time is lower. This does not include the jump attack. Uh, they increased the two-handed attack damage of Colossal Swords and Colossal Weapons. It does not 
recruit the jump attack. Increased physical block rate and guard boost of the Colossal Sword and Colossal Weapons. Uh, the Great Sword, the Great Hammer, the Great Ass, the Great Spear, and the Hound. Classes, they increase the damage of the Grafted Blade Great Sword. They increase the damage of the Devour Receptor. Is There's a little something in here for everybody. So, you know, one major change that they brought that I'm seeing people lament already instantaneously is that they did nerf the damage of the, what is it, the, the Plague of Flies and the Lord of the Flies. <laughs> they they got a oh, swarm of flies. That's what it was. They nerfed the damage. This was a very popular technique that was used for people who chose to take on millennia, and now it's not as effective anymore. So you're going to have to change up your strats. You're going to have to find another way. Quit cheesing. Quit finding an easy way out. Fight your battles head on. Be a man. Get good. AMC, how do you feel about this patch to Elden Ring? A patch whose notes are litigious, for lack of a better word. I mean, I can just, I'm just scrolling, looking at all these notes. I can't think of anything I really want to share, but just there were so many tweaks, so many improvements, so many nerfs. <laughs> and, you know, people, people kind of lost their shit on the first one, especially the speedrunning community, because they, they nerfed some stuff. That speedrunners are using, I think, like Horfrost Stomp or some other moves where people had keyed into a pretty highly productive build, and then that build was basically shut down. But then speedrunning times kept falling. They found the zip glitch, speedrun times down to like seven minutes or less in Elden Ring. But from software, they continue to support their baby. It continues to change. It continues to improve in small ways. AMC, you're enjoying the game, so you got to you got to get on it two patches deep. How do you feel? I, I cannot wait for you to get like 50, 75, 100 hours into it. It's just like, duh. It just keeps opening up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean... Everything that you mentioned is kind of foreign to me. <laughs> so, oh, it I, won't be. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I love it. Um, I love that there are so many weapons and so many options that they're having to comb through it. And I do like. Uh, I know people like some. Some people react like, "Stop fucking with the game. Stop fucking yeah. like it's uh, blah, blah. But I like that they're just observing all this data. I mean, every time you start the game. They like they make you sign a waiver, pretty much. <laughs> so you like like letting you know, like, hey, we're 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 looking at what you're doing, and we're gonna use that information, um, and totally fine because it seems like everything that they're doing is in order to like just fine tune a, a great game, and um, I think that's great because it just shows that it's it's a form of support. You don't want somebody to put out something if the game come out all, came out all buggy and had all types of issues. Um, you would want them to keep working on it. And this is another way of like just fine tuning that experience. Um, sorry for those that exploited, but you know, I'm not really online like that. So I'm not really, I'm not looking for that type of stuff. And so I'm not really even aware of those exploits. So if I come across one, it will be purely by accident and not by design. Um, and so, yeah, I have no issues with them doing what they're doing right now to keep this game dope and fresh and uh true to what they want it to be and so hopefully when i get there um and i and i start getting those items uh they will be just 
handling business, but not in a way where I'm like, oh, this is like Castlevania and I'm just running through guys <laughs> and not getting any challenge. Like I want it to still be rewarding um, in that way. I want to earn those experiences. And so, yeah, keep doing what you're doing from because I believe in you. And Adele <laughs> believes in you, and we Always. believe in you. Yeah, yes, my belief shall never waver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have I have no issues with them doing what they're doing, and I, I, I'll say this: like I I know people at least early on when the game came out had all types of like criticisms about how the game ran. Uh, I'm running it in the uh, I guess stable frame rate mode, um, and there's like one pop in I might've noticed, but oh. you know, for the most part, my game has been running very smoothly. And so I'm assuming you'll notice a lot more <laughs> as you get further. Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah. it's not like, it doesn't take away from the experience, but it's like, I was just hoping that my, my one month delay had maybe like, they had like put out a couple patches to at least like work out some of that shit, but whatever. No, nope. when I see it, I see it. <laughs> Didn't even try. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they come up with an effective remedy because rock solid performance for this game would elevate it to an entirely different level. However, it doesn't necessarily need it. I don't want to give anybody a pass or give anybody a, a backdoor out of you know giving people the highest quality experience imaginable especially since other games not necessarily comparable games but they have incredible performance modes so i just want the same for from software however whatever they decide i'm totally happy with what i already have in elden ring yeah i mean you can get that you can download that PS4 version. Apparently, that one runs better. Yeah, that one runs at a, at a lock 60. <laughs> but you're playing a PS4 version. Yeah. The PS5 version is visually stunning, in yeah. my opinion. Art style is off the Richter. It's just yeah, you take, you, you, take that, you take those poppins. <laughs> you take those poppins. Yeah, Keep poppin', baby. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, my last quick hit, as we mentioned before, um, as far as like the sales of these Lego games, Lego Star Wars, yes. Skywalker, uh, sold 3.2 million units in its first two weeks and has surpassed sales records on every platform, region, and edition. <laughs> um, yeah, according to Warner Brothers. So Lego Star Wars, Skywalker already off to a great start. Um, and I mean, as I said, people, they want Star Wars and they'll take it in any form. And this shows with Lego version, with Amy Hennig version. We'll see. We'll see what that. Well, we will see if um, you know. Put your money where your mouth is. When that David Cage version comes out, if, if people don't go out and buy it, then maybe there is something to people not liking David Cage. But something tells me people are going to buy it anyways because people will buy anything Star Wars, and that's that. What's that? That seems to be the golden rule up until this point. So prove me wrong, folks. Prove me the fuck wrong. Um, you got any other quick hits, A Dub? I do not, sir. All right. Do you have any final comments before we get out of here? I mean, it, it's getting hot and the girls are dressing less and they're checking out the brothers to tell them who's best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summertime is coming up on us. Much love and respect to my man, Will Smith, putting up the classics. Uh, it's, man, we, we, are, we got fantastic games. We got games that'll last us lifetimes. We continue to get the best games of all time with as more time passes. You know, we got uh, t 2022 stacked up pretty nice, even with some stuff moving out. We got stuff showing up. Uh, no E3 this year, but I'm sure all the publishers and game studios that want to show stuff off will find their individual means by which to do so. 
Look out for that Bethesda show. Look out for a Microsoft show. Look out for a Nintendo Direct. Look out for Sony popping up whenever the hell they feel like it. Look forward to Devolver Digital. They never let anybody down. And yeah, man, just keep your head up and enjoy everything that's out there. If it gets a little too warm, cut on that AC, lay on the floor. You can chill on, get an ice cold beverage. Think about your man, A-Dub, AMC, because we're thinking about you. We got your back. Keep gaming. Keep living. Stay alive. This is Control Issues. I am AMC. And this is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Sucker.